This is an article dated, uh, let's take a look here. July 8th, 2018. Uh, the scene is Tokyo. And this is from the New York Times. Before you guys get all partisan on my ass, this isn't the only source I get my news. I get right, uh, right-leaning news, moderate news. I read all news. It's just I read it in a way to where everything, if it lines up enough across enough sources, then it must be true. Uh, there's other ways to look at it and make sure that it checks out, but uh, that's an easy way to kind of tell real news from fake news. If you read more than one source... And, you know, sources from different uh, ideologies and political affiliations and viewpoints. Uh, you know, from there, you can dissect it pretty easily as far as what's fake and what's not. But like I said, there's more to it. Anyways, this story checks out and... The reason why I wanted to choose this story was because I think it's a very interesting and telling sign of where we are today. Reminding, I'm just going to remind y'all, this is two years ago that this article was written, and it was written in the New York Times by Gardner Harris. Uh, but it's going to be a quick read. It's more of a little quip that I came across at that time where... Uh, Kind of just stuck with me. Uh, but once again, it's uh, it's a Secretary of State Mike Pompeo meeting with uh, the foreign minister at the time of Japan, uh, Taro Kono, and the uh, foreign minister at the time, uh, Ken Kyung-wha of South Korea. And it goes, uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo shot back at North Korean officials for characterizing American diplomatic behavior as gangster-like, saying on Sunday that if that was true, then the world is a gangster. And in quotation marks, the title of this story is, Pompeo sharpens tone on North Korea, the world is a gangster.
right. Welcome to another Midnight Podcast. I'm Jay Glover. What's going on, everybody? Y'all taking care of yourselves? Wanted to catch up on things. I know it's been a minute, you know. I'll get back to that in a second, but, uh, figure, ah, shit, why not? Let's catch up. Basketball season's on. Uh, saw my Spurs get whooped, but, uh, <laughs> Dallas beat, uh, LA. This is like day one of the scrimmages of the NBA. I, that's all I've been doing all day, just chilling. Uh, the usual hanging out with family enjoying my freedom uh, keeping abreast of the situations of this crazy world that we all live in outside of that I, I haven't you know I haven't really been doing nothing just passing time watching TV, you know, been jumping on a lot of fighting games, you know, uh, another big game I've been really getting into right now is Red Dead Redemption 2, I've been trying to get back on that, I just can't, I just can't seem to finish it though, it's like I gotta do it one quest at a time, it's so vast. Such a beautiful game. And I beat the first one, too. I beat the first uh, Red, Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption. And uh, if, for those that haven't played it, I implore it. I think it's one of the most beautifully uh, written stories in just all forms of art. I, everything down from the history... As y'all know, I'm a big history buff, man. I love looking in the past, man. It's a good snapshot of the present. And I think that if you have a snapshot of the present, you can at least have a better chance at predicting or, you know, figuring out your future. Uh, and I think both Red Dead and so far, according to at my save point, and I'm like 23, 24% done with the story. Uh, but that's not even including side missions and shit, but, uh, I know for a fact that this, and from what I've heard, it's been out for like two years, 2018, actually, of all times, <laughs> a nice little tie-in to the, uh, main point of the story today, or tonight, whenever you're listening, um, but one of the good things about Red Dead Redemption 2 being out for so long and not having even really played it, but having it for at least a year and a half. Uh, it's just, re you know, just reading reviews, curious, and everybody says it's better than the second game. And a lot of awards were bestowed on it, all this and that. So, and that was the reason why I got an Xbox One was because of, Red Dead Redemption. I was like, dude, and at that time I didn't have a system when it came out. Uh I was uh but my homeboy Will had it on his when not, when we were living together. 
So I never really played his, but I I did play Red Dead Redemption 2, like previously before owning it. But I, I always told him, I was like, dude, or even before then, when the game was dropping, based on the uh, experience I had with Red Dead Redemption 1, I was like, man, I got to go get that game. Like, that's the only reason why I would get a new system. And the same thing with PS5 and, uh, and the new Xbox. I don't know what they're calling it now. Uh, Xbone? I, I don't know. What, whatever. Uh, but the newest systems, or the newest generation of systems, uh, I, I'm not going to... I'm only going to get one of those two. First of all, after the year, after a year or a year and a half, because most consoles and my brother, shout out to my brother for dropping this knowledge with his nerdy ass. I love him. But he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, if you're going to go get a PS5 or Xbox, wait for a year, because no matter what, it never fails. Every single time I get a new system. Or every single time, and I trust his sources because he's got otaku's out the ass around him, you know. Not like the original otaku, yours truly, you know. But <laughs> but enough. But there's a more of them than me in San Antonio. So let me just say, put it that way. Uh, but yeah, he, he was just dropping some knowledge, telling me usually when systems of new generations come out it's full of bugs for like the first year. So they're really just waiting for everybody's feedback to make the system better. The second go round of, because you know, I mean, you know how they do systems. They, they release like three different versions of it. Like I have the latest in the last version of the Xbox. I have the all digital Xbox one S. Uh, so I think I don't think they make I don't think they're making any more after that. So uh that was like you know Xbox 1 there's like maybe three or four different versions of the Xbox 1 out right now. So I mean and PlayStation they're pretty good. They just remake the same model over and over again. I don't know why they don't well, actually, it's good that they don't do all that PS Mini and PS Classic shit anymore. They, they're they more singular. They're more like PS5. How do I put it? They're more like the Walmart to me, to the Xbox's uh, Amazon, if you will. That's the best way I can put it. That's how I see those two systems. And I'm probably going to get those systems like once uh, Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. Uh, I'm excited about that game. I'm hopefully going to be in line. Nah, I wouldn't be in line. We'll order it. What? Lines? What are that? <laughs> what are those lines? <laughs> in this COVID world? Lines? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, anyways. Yeah, that's just my little side chat. Uh but yeah, that's what I, that's all I've been up to. Uh just trying to keep a low profile around you crazy motherfuckers, man. Y'all tripping, man. Y'all tripping. Y'all making me sing a new tune and everything. Ah, oh, man. 
But I will say that I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be here because as of this recording, uh, it's what, like July, it's the week, it's like weekend of the 26th of July that I'm recording because I just can't remember the day. Uh, it's, it would, it will be 21 days since my release from Hayes County Jail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a short story, but it's a long explanation. Let me just put it that way. Let me just get right into it, since I just came out of nowhere with this shit on y'all's asses. Uh, and shout out to my nigga Two-Tone and Will for, you know, talking with the brother about this and just, you know, the things about the system that we all live and adhere to. Uh, and, you know, the discussions that I had with them prompted me to also read a book that I'm reading right now. Uh, Joe did give me refocused on reading. I used to read a lot and I stopped. I just kind of fell into the COVID trap and gamed and entertained myself to death damn near. Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, you know, tonight, and that's part of the other reason why I did this was because it, it made me think this book, uh, the the life and times of Frederick Douglass, like like his last book, like after seeing the Civil War and Reconstruction popping off and shit, and you know I think he died in the middle of Reconstruction, so he died on some you know uplifting shit. It was still hard, and like you know people were dying still at a for immoral and unjustifiable reasons, but still uh and don't worry my man talks about the great potato famine that everybody seems to cling on to when slavery's brought up for some reason <laughs> and he wrote the book in ireland i believe he was in ireland when he was writing the book i believe or at least certain chapters in the book he was writing it in ireland because you know he was going around the world pretty much saying slavery is bad and, you know, America or America is bad for keeping slavery around, you know? And he he was in Ireland and in the middle of the whole great potato famine that you guys keep talking about. Uh, I haven't gotten too far into the book, but he leads on to similar examples about it. But he's like, you know, everybody has their own struggle kind of thing. You know, and that's one thing I understand with this book that that book's taught me. Also, with speaking with my niggas, uh, conferring with them, I should say. Um, <laughs> I, I realize that everybody has their own struggle. That's why we all struggle, because we have our own struggles and we're shoving our own struggles down other people's faces and not giving them like an example of 
you know, of a solution. Because that's all we're doing to one another is just throwing, you know, struggles at each other, but no solutions. You know, we're all struggling. Now tell me how to get the fuck out of it. That's, that's, that's what I think everybody should be thinking about right now. Okay, we all struggling. Okay, we all in this together. Okay, let's all get around this whiteboard, draw some uh, plays and see what we can do with them. So I've been reading that, talking to my boys and thinking about the things that happened on this fateful night. Uh, First and foremost, before I get into the story, uh, if you want to check out more podcasts and content, yeah, I, yeah, I just slid this shit in there. Uh, <laughs> you can go check us out at Standard Labs on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook, Standard Active Laboratories, or uh, you can find us through our tag name uh, at Standard Labs NPO. Uh, also want to remind you, if you want to discuss things that I talk about with y'all tonight or, uh, you know, just want to hit a brother up, chit chat, find me at Midnight Podcast Club at gmx.us and uh, if you want to do your, uh, if you want to do your duty and become an avid supporter of Standard Active Laboratories and podcasts such as Another Midnight Podcast. Uh, Go ahead. Stop this podcast. Go to uh, anchor.fm slash Midnight Podcast Club. Four easy options to donate through. You can donate 99 cents i think the other one's a dollar 99 and then the other then i think the third option is like 4.99 and the other option is 9.99 it's uh it goes out monthly i think you could do it one time or you can do it monthly however you want to set it up but uh every single bit of our donations go directly to the nonprofit standard active laboratories. And then from there, we help create uh, content and produce uh, more material to educate the masses with, if you will, in our own unique way. So uh, once again, check us out. We got more stuff coming up for y'all in the future. And we got other things coming along. But for right now, uh, I think, I think if I start off the story <laughs> after just dropping that, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I, it, it just won't, it won't hit. I don't feel like it would hit. So. What I'm going to do is something different. I'm going to just drop in some music right here for y'all. And when it's over, I'll just roll right into it. Uh, You know, give y'all a little background, something to 
you know, because it's a doozy. It's a, it's a good lesson. It's going to be a good lesson, man. It's going to be a cold lesson. It's going to be a cold story. Uh, so, yeah. This is another Midnight Podcast. We'll be right back.
Alright, welcome back to another Midnight Podcast. Uh, Alright, story time. Uh, First and foremost, let's all look back at July and all rejoice in the chorus of saying that July 2020 was a sum of a bitch. And we hope we never have to revisit July 2020 ever again. Let's all agree on that, right? Um, So, leading off with that, uh, this is like June 23rd when this shit goes down, right? I'm, I'm going back to the jail store. Uh... So at that time, I was starting a new job whilst doing this podcast and, you know, working, you know, working on standard active laboratories and all that shit. And, uh, you know, other things on the side, making connections and whatnot. Uh, I I'm coming back home from work. All right. And I'm coming back from the bus. So I, so taking the VIA bus to work takes about two hours to get to and from my residence. And I have to walk through this park to get to the closest bus stop that I can get, which is walking distance about 30 minutes away. Why are you walking, Jay? What the fuck? Because I didn't have a car at that time, which is going to explain... Another part of the story. This is once again two months ago, just about just about a month ago. My bad, not two months ago. I'm lying to y'all. So, uh, I'm walking from work, right? And I'm walking through the park. And through this park, there's this road that passes through it that gets to this pond area, and the pond area is right behind my residence so you know for years and it was and it leads to where uh my neighborhood that I grew up at is at so i'm actually going to my mother's excuse me and after work i drop off i get off the bus and i'm walking down this road and a car pulls up it's the cops and the cops were asking me what am i doing out here after curfew x y and z they give me the whole rundown and they found out what i just told y'all okay i'm just coming back from work it's been a long day i gotta go back to work tomorrow this is like on a tuesday so as per custom, as any good cop would do, he asked to see my ID. I don't know how it works out for y'all, but every single time I've been stopped, I've always had my, even walking in the park, you know, now there's been times intermittently that, you know, somebody would come along and just be like, hey man, don't worry about it. Just get out of here. And it's, and it's happened in the same park, but for some odd reason, and I should have known because not too far behind this cop, storm clouds started rolling through. 
And that was my omen. And I felt it was a bad omen before the cops because I could see them. I could see the storms coming in while I was getting dropped off on the bus. And I was like, damn, it's going to take about 25 minutes to get from here to home. I better start booking it. Uh, so whilst in this booking, I get caught by the cops, right? You know, he runs my ID and he comes back and he's like, uh, you know, you got an active warrant out for your arrest for what? For what? I didn't say like that. Well, I did say that part like that. <laughs> and he was just like, well, we don't know, but he put these, he put the handcuffs on me and he was like, well, we'll run it through the system. It says it's coming out of uh, Hayes County. So, which is only 45 minutes away. Uh, it's up in the hill country. It's in the San Marcos area. My only other place of residence in Texas, outside of Abilene in San Antonio. Uh, but he, you know, he, he goes in, he calls. And this is important that you guys hear this part. He confers with the dispatch over in Hayes County. This is like 11, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock now. And I would say within five, 10 minutes, he gets response. He's like, yeah, this, there's a warrant out. It's confirmed. There's a warrant out here, here for his arrest. Now, per custom, the legal way to go about this is, okay, we'll book you in, keep you in holding, and we'll have you out on transfer within the next day or two, right? So... Looking back at it, it was odd going to Bear County uh, that I've affectionately named Bear County Hell, not Bear County Jail. More on that later. So I'm in this shitty ass holding area, I guess you could say. First and foremost, let me just say this. My sister used to work at Bear County Jail. And this is a very, I, she's a very aggressive woman. That's the best way I could put her. She's very, she, she you know, if she had the skill and the height, she, she'd fit in well in the NBA. And that's all I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> you can apply it as such as however you want. But this is a very strong woman, my little sister. Uh, and she quit working there like four or five months prior to me going there this past month because she said that she thought it was crazy. And this is a very crazy woman, my sister. So, and she was doing the process and like the bond, like giving people the bonds from the magistrate and all that, right? But this is six months after she left, so she has nothing to do with it. Uh, I just wanted to tell you how crazy it is in Bear County Jail. So I'm in, I'm in holding, and they take me to the magistrate. First and foremost, fucking most of the people search cops in Bear County Jail are assholes. Let me just be the first to say that. Let me be the first, and I will say that loudly. 
fuck it, man. If if I don't believe in defunding cops, but if there's one precinct that needs to be defunded, it's Perry County Precinct. Fuck them. They they treat us like assholes in fucking prison. It's not even prison. It was a county jail. And I'm calling that, and I always slip up and call it prison. That's how bad it was. You guys will figure it out in the cup in about half an hour. But uh <laughs> I'm losing track of the story. So I get I go to the magistrate after waiting there for like two hours, right? And they uh they set they revoked my they essentially revoked probation. Uh which I did not know I was still on. Let me put that out there. And that's going to be explained in a little bit too. That's why I was exclaiming for what, when the cop was like, yeah, you know, you got a warrant out anyways. Uh, the judge in bear County, San Antonio, uh, put my bond at $6,000. And so just remember that number, $6,000 bond. That means I, to be wise, you know, 10% of a bond is usually all it takes to get you out. So 10% of 6,000 is $600, right? Obviously I'm not walking around with $600 in my pocket, but this is an important part of the story. That's why I keep hanging on, on to this part. You need to just remember that stat is that so um they set my bond everybody's getting pr bonds left and right pr bonds are bonds you don't have to sell or you don't have to do anything with it's usually and nine times out of ten people do pr bonds when there's something else that they can get you on for a better deal on the behalf of the state outside of that if they can't catch you and this is something i learned uh this past month going through the shit if they were if they're making you pay you're at the end of the rope you can you have to you have to make the hard decision to have it on your record or not but if they force you to pay out of jail then you are a lot closer to freedom and reconciliation in your life than getting a pr bond and showing up to court and at the end of it they're like, okay, well, you got out for free, but either you're going to do this probation or you're going to do this time. So, <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise, but it's... It, don't fight the law, man. The law always wins, man. You can trick the law, but don't fight the law. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, $6,000 bond set, you know, they book us. I'm thinking, okay, you know what? One or two nights in jail, right? Nothing, right? Uh, and I'm sitting in jail on the third day, and it's like one in the morning. And fucking, the first two days of jail, jail isn't cool, period. None of it was cool, period. But comparatively, before and after I was supposed to get released the first time, it was it was better when I first thought I was getting out versus the second time I was thinking I was getting out. 
And I'll jump into that part right now. What I mean by saying that is when by the third day in, in Bear County Hill, uh, thinking that I would never have to see another tray of food that I didn't recognize ever again, and drinking water that pretty much amounts to light snow is the best way I can, like, like just seeing all these f- flakes and stuff in the water and making our stomach hurts and, and shit like that, man. Like, the best way I could put it is after... After two days of that, once again, the conditions were better because the inmates were better the first two days. It was just a lot of people that were just coming into jail. So it was kind of calm. It was cool. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything serious. You know, most of the cells at that where I was at the first time. uh, They kind of. Once again, everybody was just fresh. So we were all like, oh, okay. But I was thinking, I'm not going to be here for long. Fuck y'all niggas. I ain't one of y'all. I'm out of here because my crime ain't in Bear County. It's up in Hayes County. So I'm going to wait a day or two, tops, maybe three, and I'm going to be out. I know the system where I've been in trouble before. This ain't my first time. I know I have a fair understanding of the legal system. Or so I thought at that time. So day three comes around, and just like clockwork, uh, the certs uh, come out, and those are kind of like the special forces of the cops in jail, if you will. They're like the riot control police and shit like that in jail. The certs in uh, Bear County. Uh, they uh, call my name out, 1.15 in the morning. It's me and like three other people. Tell me why 13 hours later, after me and those three other people go to the releasing cell where there was like 15 other people in there, 18 people, there was someone dying, dying, and I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but there was someone sitting there looking at me dying of what could possibly have been a cold, a COVID death related death that I seen get reported like that, like the man was dying, coughing, wheezing, breathing all hard. And he looked at me and was like, I think I'm dying. And the response from the cops overlooking us was, well, I guess we better hurry up and get you out of here. Not like get you out of here, like rush you to a hospital. Like, well, we better hurry up and get you out of here. So you ain't causing us more problems with your coughing and wheezing and shit. That's the best. That's what the response was when they said that to this man. Um, fucking Johnny sandwiches. They're bullshit. Sheriff Javier Salazar, you should be ashamed of yourself, dude. You're running the bullshit operation down there. My taxpayer dollar, as fucked up as it is that I was an inmate in there. My, I have firsthand proof of what my shareholder money, my taxpayer dollar, that's the American shareholder 
uh, right there, the taxpayer dollar. That's our investment into this country as shareholders, as citizens, is that we are paying y'all to make sure you guys run a tight ship on this bitch. And this is a very loose and broken ship, Bear County Jail. So, whilst in this releasing cell, um, you know, with dudes coughing and dying and other dudes getting, you know, released and stuff for the first time in 17 years and shit, passing through and uh, finishing up their sentences in lighter places like Bear County Jail, if you want to call that a light, lighter place to serve the rest of your sentence out from, um... After all that, I st- everybody leaves. Like, everybody leaves at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock. I'm still there 10 o'clock. I'm thinking, okay, I thought I was leaving. Maybe I might get released. Maybe they're just... And at this time, I was new to it. I was like, I didn't I didn't know what, what was going on. I was like, man, maybe I'm getting released. Maybe... No. One, no, two o'clock in the afternoon. Remember, they woke my ass up at 1.15 in the morning. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Spending 13 hours in a freezing hellhole of a release cell. Uh, these niggas have the audacity to look at me in the eye and say, they didn't, want, they didn't come to pick you up. Hayes County, I'm talking about. So get back in your... Uh, oranges and go back upstairs to the cell and i spent seven days of unknown abysmal hell wondering if i was ever going to see the light of day again like i didn't after they sent me back upstairs i did not know if i was going to come back out i didn't know how and i know well don't they give you calls yeah they gave me a number that didn't work or call out whilst in jail i found this out after i got out 10 days later, as a whole, spent 10 days as a whole there. Um, my folks were actually calling to get in touch with me. They were trying to set up, and in the COVID world, it's very fucking hard because I'm not the only person that has family out there. You know, uh, most of the inmates have family and we're always on the fucking phone in there uh i saw someone almost get their ass whooped over taking you know someone else's phone time away like just by sneaking on the phone like shit serious isn't i mean it's really it's very serious in there it's very serious so I found out that my phone didn't work because my cellmate, a 19-year-old who was on his second felony at that time, which is crazy to me. It was very humbling hearing his shit, man. 19 years old and already a two-time felon, man. Like, damn. Uh, Anyways. During that time, my folks were trying to get a hold of me. They were being told one thing, everything. They were being told that they didn't know where I was at. They they were telling them that 
this is the police Bear County front office for the police for the county jail. Like they were telling them, you know, hey, uh, it's going to cost eighty percent of the of the uh, of the bond to get them out. So that would have been like four thousand eight hundred dollars out of six thousand dollars. So remember what I told y'all. Remember that number. And in most cases, once again, people who've been in this situation know that most bonds are only 10, 15% tops of the total amount. And so just to get out. So, uh, you know, they were giving them the runaround. Essentially, it took me to call them 11 days later to tell them how much the new bomb was set at. We'll get to that. So, uh, during those next seven days, you know, I, you know, I keep a low profile, uh, 23 hours a day in the cell, 60. Sometimes I didn't even get that. Sometimes it would be like 48 hours before I got it. Now, granted, granted, there were times that I voluntarily stayed in because I was just peeved at the whole situation. I haven't even told you why I went to jail. All I told you is the events that led me to telling you guys the story tonight. Um, but I, during the whole entire time that I was in there, I will say that in all of it, it opened my eyes the next seven days of what the system was and all of our parts in the system sitting in that cell, just talking to a two time 19 year old felon, like, and looking at me and my place on why I'm here. Uh, why is it that I have for this? What did I do that was so heinous and so criminal that I, that I had to be in here with these cats. And I realized something when I thought about it. I realized that all these criminals have lives too. Like maybe maybe they're thinking the same thing. Maybe I, and I've heard some crazy shit in there and I'm like, "Yeah, you deserve to be in here." But it flipped my understanding like, "Well, shit, why did they do that shit? Like what led them to do that?" Okay. Well, what led them to put themselves in a situation to even think of some shit like that. Like, okay. And, and, and it broke down a lot of things in my mind, as far as me as a person, a me as a voice, a me as a friend, you know? And I realized that I don't, I don't trust people because I don't trust myself. I don't like people because I don't trust them. I hate people because I don't trust them. But I don't trust them because I don't trust myself to trust the right people. Because all the people that I've trusted, not all of them, a handful of people I can trust. But for the most part, and in turn, it made me just like them. A lot of people that I I asked to trust have hurt me. 
in very harmful ways. Very harmful ways. Um, and I saw that, and I think that's the common trait, is that everybody in those systems, you know, in jail, you know, or jail or prison system, um, we're all people that don't trust. And so we do reckless shit to ourselves to get ourselves in there. Or we do reckless things to other people because we don't trust them. So we're like, okay, well, fuck it. They, what's their worth to us? Uh, for me, my rap sheet is drinking and smoking uh, weed. And I know, and I, and the reason why I ended up in jail was because, remember I told, or I maybe if I, I, I mentioned it, but maybe I didn't explain it fully. It was because for a probation violation, quote unquote, uh, for a pro, for a probation that I served in 2019, nine months in 2019. So just last year, I just did it. And at that time, uh, you know, being, being red enough money at that time, <laughs> uh, I, I did the piss test, you know, I showed up to the court, you know, I talked with my POs and all that. But, you know, and I could pay and I paid them what I could pay them. And that's what got me was unpaid fines of my probation. It wasn't me breaking into a house. It was. And I understand. Well, those were the terms you agreed to. Yeah. But it's not worth 10 fucking days in a fucking county where you didn't even commit a crime to serve one day in the in the county that you commit the crime out and bail out the same day for less Versus being put on hold for 10 fucking days just to do one day's worth of, you know, bullshit in the place that you got in trouble for. That's like me walking down the street. Oh, better yet, you. That's like you walking down the street and me whooping your ass because I saw you whoop somebody else's ass that had nothing to do with me. I, I just didn't like... I just know that you aren't supposed to whoop people's ass. And you, and I saw or I heard somebody tell me about that ass whooping and I whooped your ass anyways. Like what 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 was my part in it? What was my part in? It? Why 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 was I even involved? Once again, I can understand, you know, and I blame Hayes County too because they didn't want to come down the first time. And you know what? At the beginning of the a whole story i remember telling y'all that when i was first told to get back uh when i was first told that they weren't coming for me they told me that what it is is that nine times out of ten and these are from the cops so this should tell you everything <laughs> nine times out of ten as helpful as they were trying to be as helpful as they were trying to be let me just put that disclaimer on there. 
Because I know it's a very tense time with, you know, cops and, you know, folks like myself. <laughs> but as helpful as they were trying to be, they explained to me that Hayes County was notorious of, you know, doing that because, and this is from Bear County uh, people telling me this, uh, lying to my face. They told me that they didn't come pick me up because it would have wasted gas because they don't waste gas just picking up one person. So they wait for a couple of days for it to build back up and then they pick up all the people all together all at once. So this is like day four or five of my 10-day sentence in Bear County, right? I'm thinking, okay. Well, based off the information, they usually have releases by Friday. By now, I've, at this time, I also realized that on my own, on information that I, good information that I got from other inmates and, you know, few trades, I was like, they were like, you know, hey, uh, yeah, 10 days is 10 days and they got to let you go or, you know, they'll transfer you before then. But if they let you go, you're still in the hot seat. If they find you, they can just pick you up across the street until until you ask to get right back in jail. And they wouldn't be wrong because the warrant would still be out. So he's like, you know, your best bet is to get transferred to the place where you have your shit going on. And uh, they all thought it was bullshit that I was in there for that many days to get transferred. In a fucking jungle like Bear County hell. Oh, uh, <laughs> So, with all this information, I'm told that by the cops. The cops don't know that, or the guards. The guards don't know that I know this information. They're just giving me whatever they want. The whole, well, they just come in when there's enough people and whatnot. So, when I actually started telling them what I knew a couple of days later, that's when the guards started opening up and actually being real with my ass because I was like, I already know what you guys already know. And it sounds like I know more than what you guys know about your own fucking system, which is a fucking problem. So tell me what the fuck is really going down. And that's when I really got at least an 80% truth scoop on what might transpire over the next couple of days from that point. So, uh... The day comes, like, you know, day 10 comes. This is like July 3rd, right? July 2nd. July 2nd, July 3rd. I'm out of, I'm getting transferred out, right? It's about fucking time. I see Hayes County, uh, a Hayes County sheriff, you know, sitting there waiting for me. I'm so happy. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to San Marcos. I'm just going to fucking take care of this shit and be gone. Tell me why this dude drove by himself in one of those police cruisers to pick me up after being told, and you don't know how irate I was to see this, and he did this, and I was out of that jail after 45 minutes. I was back in Hayes County, but they made me sit 10 days in jail for a 45-minute drive in one car by myself with a cop with who whom I also had a great conversation with about whole, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and shit. Um, very opposing sides, he and I. But we, 
at the end of it, actually were able to look at each other and be like, okay, we, we can agree, disagree, and still be cool with one another. We can, because, you know, there were some points he made I didn't disagree with, but I was like, okay, you can see that. And there were points I made about, you know, why Black Lives Matter and protests were happening and what was going to happen from that point on. And <laughs> he was like, you know, same way, you know, I disagree with you on some points. I see it this way, but I, it's good to have a conversation with someone like yourself, a black man who's, you know, who seems like a reasonable guy that can just talk to me and not make it a race thing. You could just talk to me and I could just talk to you being Americans. Uh, so that was that was good that was a good little redeeming factor in it all. Um Now I can't say shit about Hayes County when I got up there. And the reason why I can't say shit about Hayes County is because the first night I got I in a holding cell. The only night I ever spent in that jail was in the holding area. I never had to switch out of my uniform into a uniform or anything. I had my street clothes on, everything. All I had to do and a blanket. All I had to do was just wait. Just waited out in uh in that cold ass room that they had, but I-, I knew I was home. I was like, once I get to the magistrate right here, I'm gonna get a lesser because it ha- it's in San Marcos. It's in a college town. You know, this happened three years ago. This incident, and I'm just getting hit with it now. Like, okay, we, I, I know, I know, I can get it easy out on this one, right? Uh, but when I first got there, I actually cried. I actually cried. A grown 33 year old man cried because it was the first time in 10 days I recognized what I was eating. It wasn't the fact that I went through jail. It wasn't the fact that I saw some shit I shouldn't have seen. <laughs> and I, and I was with around people and talking with them and conversating with people. I shouldn't be, have been conversating and talking with. But it was the fact that I was able to recognize the food content that was served to me. I could tell that was a sloppy Joe sandwich. I could tell that was deviled eggs. I could tell that was a bag of chips. That was some cereal. And that definitely was food compared to Bear County. Um... That's how bad it was in Bear County, y'all. They don't fuck around down here in Texas, man. And the dumbass thing is when, and this is what pissed me off, that cop on the way to Hayes County or the Hayes County Jail. Fucking this cop sat here and told me, he was like shocked that I was in there. Like I should have known better. Like I, like I've tried to get in trouble to like, he was like, uh, <laughs> on the way out he was like, dude, he was like, you should have just, you should have just dealt with your crap up there. Cause I told him the same story I told y'all. And he was like, man, they would have been more understanding. They would have bought you more time. And I was like, what do you think I tried to do? Why did you think I was still cool? Why did you think I was on the cool when I got pulled over or walked over? I should say. And I was like, um, uh, I was like, man, like this is the place is bullshit. And like I like like I should have known. He was like, well, you know, Bear County Jail is one of the worst jails in Texas, right? 
this is a Hayes County sheriff saying this. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, duh. I, I, I didn't know after the last 10 days. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. And even and even to make things worse, one of the guys, <laughs> I was telling him where I just came from. And he was like, dude, I did, I done time in state penitentiaries. And I've had people from Bear County Jail tell me that that was better than Bear County Jail. Oh man, I was like, <laughs> and I and, and when I when he said that to me, I actually knew what he was feeling. I was like, yeah, they ain't lying, man. That's a jail. That's not even the state penitentiary. And there's a there's a state penitentiary down the street from us, so I can only imagine what state penitentiary. I forgot what it's called, but the state penitentiary in San Antonio must be a gulag. It must be. It must be, because that's what it was in this, in Bear County Jail. That's what I thought it was, and it was a jail. So it must be a gulag, San Antonio gulag. That's what it must be called, because that's the only thing that could be worse, and it's supposed to get worse. It's supposed to get worse from jail to uh, state pen to fed. So I'm thinking, <laughs> if I'm what I'm telling y'all is just about a county jail, then shit, man. All, all bets are off with this shit in uh, the state pen. But all this because I tell you all this shit because this all happened. Remember the whole thing with, you know, the Legend of Two Tall Tony with the whole weed thing and him bailing me out and, you know, that that was back in 2017, right? Do your homework if you don't remember, but if that was the case, why? Why now? And and, 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 and fuck that. Okay, probation violation. Why did I spend 10 days in holding in the one of the worst jails in Texas to only spend one day? Not even in jail, in a holding cell. In the county that I committed the crime, which was having a gram and a half of weed, which they didn't even prove, I punked I, I punk myself because that, I remember the lawyer was like, I'm going to have to prove, and he kind of like emphasized beyond a shadow of, beyond uh, a shadow of a doubt, essentially. And he emphasized that part, that the weed is yours. And, and I was like, and I think the way he said it scared me. I was like, well, I don't want him to involve people that I don't want him to involve with. Like, this is my problem. And I think, and I punked myself and I should have just fought it. I should have just, because they didn't have a case looking back at it. Cause it wasn't my car. It wasn't, it wasn't my car. I wasn't doing anything. It just smelled like weed and there was weed in the car. But it wasn't we. The car wasn't under my name. There was no name, nobody's name on the weed. And I didn't say anything. I just said it, I would be more than happy to help with any questions that you guys have with me with a lawyer present. And I kept it at that. And I think looking back at it, 
if I ever find myself in that situation, I'm going to have to fight it. I'm going to have to fight whatever I can. Take the L on this one and just fight whatever I can over a gram and a half of weed. Gram and a half. You know how much a gram and a half is? It's like a joint, maybe two. If you're really, if you're really fancy with your, with your measurements and you know, the evenness of your joints, but nonetheless, all this for a gram and a half of weed, the world is a fucking gangster. Ain't that a bitch? That was 
at the drive-in. El Paso's finest, El Paso, Texas. Shout out to all the border towns in Texas, man. Keep doing y'all's thing, man. That was from their album, In Casino Out. The song was For Now We Toast. Hope y'all enjoyed that one. Go check that album out. Check that whole catalog out, man. Y'all know I love sharing music like this, man. So, you know, I ain't gonna give y'all shitty music. Or at least shitty music to me. <laughs> All right. At the top of the hour, you heard uh, when the world is running down, you make the best of what still is around. Uh, that comes from the 1980 album Zenyatta Madonna by The Police. Uh, great band. Awesome musicians. Go check out this stuff. Sting is a lot more than just a man that could have sex for 18 hours and not fucking pass out or some bullshit, man. I don't know how you did it. But, <laughs> hey, if you're hearing this, man. Give me some tips, man. Show me a little bit about what what you do on the ladies to keep my shit going, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. And in the middle of all this chaos, brought to you uh, by another Midnight Podcast. In the middle of the show, we had an intermission provided to us by the wonderful people of Daft Punk. And their song Voyager off the 2001 album Discovery. So, yeah, go check out all that stuff. Check out all the catalogs, man. Like I said, I try to put good music to you guys' ears, man. Uh, Their voices are just as important, if not more important than mine, you know. And I feel like all the songs that are selected for these podcasts, uh, you know, ain't just good songs, man. The, The words do have meaning, so... Listen to the words. Rewind all the episodes that you are. Go to your favorite episode and listen to the words, man. Listen to the words. This is to help you out, you know. This is to help you, you know, your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your children. You know, this is something to help you out with all that with, man. And uh, to give you a little perspective. So, yeah, shout out to those bands. Once again, if you enjoyed what you heard, let me know. Midnight Podcast Club at gmx.us. You can send me your grievances, your uh, praises, your comments, your criticisms, your opinions. I'll accept it and read it all. None of it scares me. None of it bothers me. If anything, it makes me happy. It makes me know that there are some people out there that will take the time to hear me ramble about nothing for an hour or so. So, shout out to y'all, man. Uh, you can also find us, like I stated earlier in the podcast, all over social media. Instagram, at Standard Labs. Facebook, at Standard Labs NPO. Over there, you can find more in-depth uh, information about what we do at Standard Active Laboratories and where we're trying to put out there as a creative content organization, a nonprofit one at that. So that leads into the next one. If you're feeling froggy, come on over. Anchor.fm slash Midnight Podcast Club. Uh, become a supporter. Uh, you can 
It's easy to find. It's easy to, uh, you know, it's easy to donate. $0.99, cents, $1.99. I think the other option is like $3.99 and, or $4.99. And then the last option is $9.99. And once again, um, I'll have, I'll be more correct the next time. But uh, I believe you could do that one time, anytime, or you could just set it up to where you're just like, all right, just so this, this nigga stops asking us for fucking money. I'm just going to give him X amount repeatedly for, you know, X amount of months. And then, you know, just don't have to think about it. It's going straight to me and I'm putting it to get, to get used. some 100% of the proceeds go directly to the nonprofit. So it benefits everybody involved in the organization. And for that, we all thank you over here at Standard Active Laboratories. And we all aim to please you and to help you in your endeavors in any way we can whether it's through entertainment education or fuck it commerce you know trade of information so uh yeah hope y'all uh took something from what i was trying to get to y'all on the uh podcast tonight man the whole world is a gangster it's a uh, it's a foul place, but you know if you stand up to it, and you know you prove your gangster, you know real recognize real. So yeah, just be real out there. Recognize that this ain't the happy place you want it to be. And then do what it takes to make it that happy place you want it to be. But you got to stay gangster all seasons. You got to stay gangster all seasons. You cannot slip. Because they're going to come and get you, whoever they are. You, you heard it from me. You, you see that shit out in Portland and various cities throughout the United States now with some Gestapo shit. People just pulling up out of nowhere and fucking fatigues and, uh, you know, unmarked vehicles just scooping up people off the street and scaring them. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, the, the whole world is a gangster. The whole world is a gangster, man. And it's because we live in a gangster world. And... I realize it's going to have to take some gangsters to beat some gangsters. That's how it always is in the movies. And that's how it it always is in the books, man. It takes a bad man to beat a bad man, man. But you ain't got to be a fucking dick to be a bad man. You know, think of like the rock and stone cold. (laughs) All right, I'm done, man. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Take care of your well-being. Take care of your money, man. Stay on your hustle, man. If there ain't no jobs, make a job. That's the whole point of America, man. Get make make some jobs so other niggas can work out there, man. Get them get on this level, man. Help me help employ people, man. You know, you could be the first man or woman 
to do great things if you just put a little effort into it. You know, throw a little gangster at life, man. Trust me, she'll 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 respect it. She'll respect it, man. She'll respect it for real. All right. Take care of y'all until next time. Go take a fucking bath, man. Y'all stink. Yeah, I do too. All right. Later.